0: Welcome to a new episode of History Over Coffee, a podcast brought to you by the History Department here at Marshall University. Here we bring you a 10-minute recap about the historical significance of this day in history. I'm Dr. Manami Guha, and today I am once again joined by my esteemed colleague, Dr. Molly Mersman who will tell us about the historical significance of October 31st, which is Halloween. Welcome, Dr. Mersman. I see you have your cup of coffee with you. I do, I do. Happy Halloween. It's pumpkin spice today. Oh, it's pumpkin spice. We're really sticking with the
1: theme here, aren't we? We are, we are. We're
0: trying to at least. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween! Awesome. So, should we get started? You ready? Yes, to let's do. About Halloween. Awesome. Okay. So, first question, just to sort of give a context about you and Halloween and your interest in it. How did you come to have a his uh, interest in the history of Halloween?
1: Right. So for our listeners, today, we're going to be taking a little bit of a different dive into Halloween because I am a Civil War historian, Civil War and Mm -hmm. Reconstruction historian, I'll say. And I am interested in really how the Civil War and Reconstruction relates to the 19th century and really the Victorian era. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of ghastly aspects Of the 19th century. And for our listeners who do not know what the Victorian era is, Mm -hmm. it is when Queen Victoria reigned over in Great Britain. That's what we consider the Victorian era. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much 1837 to 1901 is Mm -hmm. what most people consider that era. So for most of the 19th century, the 1800s, And mm-hmm. she had a really big impact um, on the social, political, religious movements over in Great Britain, but also over in America. Um, she really had a big impact. and on white middle and upper class Americans Mm -hmm. and more so for us today she influenced some of the strangest gruesome ghastly odd practices that our listeners might not be familiar with but also some of these might ring a bell in our everyday lives
0: Wow. Okay, that has to be one of the most intriguing introductions we have ever had for one of our episodes. So let's dive into it. What better way to spend a Monday, uh, you know, to spend this Halloween morning than to talk about death and gory stuff. So could you tell our listeners now about how Halloween relates to death and mourning? Yes, I can.
1: Yes, I can. So there are a few generalizations that can be made about Victorians and their understanding of death. For Mm -hmm. instance, Mm -hmm. it is a cause for elaborate celebration for Victorians at this time in the 19th century, a big cause for celebration for them. Um, Mm -hmm. They romanticize death. They put it into sentimental culture. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: this is extremely different though from what they're doing in the 18th century, in the 1700s, from what colonists are doing. This is a stark difference, Mm -hmm. right? Um, In the colonial era. So think like the New England Puritans Mm -hmm. on their tombstones, They have ominous symbols. They have your skull and crossbones. They've got skeletons. They are putting heavy reminders of death is to come. Mm -hmm. Everything, there's ominous warnings all out there. Um, There are holders of the last judgment. That is what essentially is to come in the afterlife, is the last judgment. What the Victorian era changes for us Mm -hmm. is this completely new concept of, you know, the afterlife is this great thing of nurture family. You get to spend this time in heaven, which is a wonderful thing. This is not this ominous, you know, fire burning death. Right. this is right. a wonderful thing. This is why um, tombstones now have angels and cherubs on it instead of skulls and crossbones. Wow. So it's this total almost 180 that they're doing right Um, and a lot of this is thanks to the second great awakening that happens in the 1830s this kind of religious revival that Mm -hmm. takes place you know Mm -hmm. it emphasizes heaven as this nurturing family domestic space and no longer this ominous last judgment so wow it it really changes the game for a lot of people right Um, That Um, is, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're absolutely fine. And more so just tombstones. So like in the 19th century, not only are tombstones changing Mm -hmm. in the Victorian culture, but cemeteries are changing. No longer do you just have these, you know, really small churchyards where, you know, you put your deceased loved ones and place their bodies and kind of go away until the next time. Mm-hmm. You are instead having these large memorial parks and wooded retreats. You are planting numerous trees. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where you're putting ornamental benches, uh, fences, urns. You are making a very home-like setting for your loved ones. Right. This is a place where you want to take your family on a Sunday picnic after church. I was Um, going to say, it sounds like a spot for a picnic. Exactly, exactly. This is where you want to spend an afternoon strolling uh, amongst your dead family members. They're essentially creating cities of the dead where you
0: want to commune with them. Um, that is that is both intriguing and disturbing slightly a, a little bit a little bit right it's it's a little bit strange to
1: us now yeah um, but they were trying to make ways of of bridging that grave right uh-huh. uh, bridging the or becoming closer to their dead
0: Uh in ways
1: of celebrating the dead, Mm -hmm. um, celebrating the grave. They also in funerals, funerals changed as well. Funerals used to be held inside the home. Right. And now in the 19th century Victorian era, it's moving outside of the home. They're Uh now taking places in churches. Uh And this is also where we see funeral parlors like we know today yeah very common things Mm -hmm. that we tend to do when a loved one passes funeral parlors are popping up with directors um this is what's happening during the victorian era they also are now starting to have elaborate parades that follow the funeral procession Mm -hmm. and black carriages that are heavily ornamented um, much like we have, you know, following the line, perhaps to the cemetery, you know, right. ornamented a lot right. of traditions that we
0: still have today. Uh-huh.
1: Again, death is something to be celebrated by this Victorian culture.
0: Intriguing. So it has to be celebrated and it becomes a public spectacle.
1: Yes, very uh-huh. much so.
0: Very much so like i said intriguing and disturbing <laughs> at the same, 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 time. Time. <laughs> same time um but you know each to their own is what i'll say yeah. but yeah. you know to so to carry on with the theme of this morbidly you know morbid celebration of the death um i'm now intrigued about what are the some of the other ways that they mourn for the deceased in this manner
1: yes the, a few of the other Stranger ways that they did this is, mm-hmm. um, through, I guess what they wore morning jewelry is one of the ways in which, you know, they, uh, put things on their clothes to show that they were in mourning. So mourning as an M-U, or excuse me, sorry, I cannot spell M-O-U, uh-huh. um, R-N-I-N-G, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, mourning uh-huh. jewelry. So this is anything from like an oval uh, brooch, uh, a ring, or a necklace perhaps that has a lock of hair from the deceased because hair is a symbol of life, right? It okay. not decompose after death. Right. Uh, mourners would often wear this jewelry made from their loved ones' hair as a continual reminder of their life, that their life continues. So, again, mm-hmm. this is just a way for them to be closer to their loved ones, to bridge that, you know, grave, to bridge that um, continuation between the, the grave. Mm-hmm. And also, you have something that I'm sure our listeners have either heard of or perhaps seen, and that's mm-hmm. post-mortem photography. Oh. This is a way to remember the dead. Um, new photographic technology and cameras increasingly became available in the 19th century, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, mm-hmm. uh, especially in the Civil War, Um The price of taking a photograph or a daguerreotype, a carte de visite, uh, went down. More and more people could afford it Mm -hmm. now, which means the price of taking a post-mortem photograph or the price of taking a photograph of a deceased person Mm -hmm. was much more affordable.
0: Wonderful.
1: Photographs were very real. They're tangible objects. That allowed someone to be connected to their deceased, much like you know, mourning jewelry. What it, right. it the distance to the grave?
0: Right.
1: Adults were generally posed with you know a book or another object that um, reflects their personality. like a a cross or perhaps it was a pet that they could get to sit still for a long time
0: Uh uh-huh just Uh, enough to click a snapshot yes yes because
1: it took a while to take these photos right i would imagine (laughs) a child though on the other hand Uh um they often suggested that this child might be sleeping. So they were often held in the arms of, of a loving sibling or a, a loving um, adult, right? Mm-hmm. Something that you know, they, they were just sleeping and again, a way to be closer to the dead and that they'll have for a lifetime bridging the gap with mm-hmm. the deceased. Mm -hmm. and showing affection, though, for the deceased. You know, this is not weird to them, even though it is very strange to us. Uh Uh-huh. It is a way to bridge that gap for the deceased.
0: Wonderful. That was a lot for me, for me, and I'm sure for our listeners to digest on a Tuesday morning. Granted, it is Halloween. But that was a lot to digest. Thank you so much, Dr. Mersman, for that very what should I call it? Ghoulish recap of the, would you say ghoulish would be the right word? I would think so. Yes. Okay. 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 Um. So thank you so much for that quick recap, uh, you know, about the history of Halloween lives up to its name as the spookiest day all year round. Thank you, Dr. Merzman. Thank you so
1: much, Dr. Guha. Appreciate (laughs) it.
0: Absolutely. So if this episode has intrigued your interest, do search for History Over Coffee on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other place where you source your podcast from. Please make sure you subscribe to our channel so you never miss out when the new episode drops. If you're interested in a history degree, who knows, working on the history of Halloween with Dr. Mersman might be a potential topic. She is nodding, guys. I can promise you she is nodding and she's giving me a thumbs up. Uh, Please visit our webpage at www.marshall.edu backslash history uh, backslash. And yeah, we'll see you again next time, hopefully with a less ghoulish episode. Thank you guys for joining us today.